0: Come before your throne of grace. We need your mercy. We need your grace. We need understanding. Father, we need healing, we need uh, encouragement, we need uh, new fruit in our spirit, Father. We need comfort and we need peace and we thank you. All of these things are found in your holy word because it is perfect in everything. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Well, I talked about a right and wrong hearing for a while and I thought I'd pick up and and conclude that today because there were some things we still need to cover regarding how we perceive what we hear uh, how you hear uh, you know your your ear what we see as an ear on the outside is really just a little horn there that uh, picks up but you hear with your brain you see with your brain all of these uh, sense senses um, have centers in the brain that register uh, what comes through and your brain also is the seat of your soul your mind will and emotion so your hearing can be emotional uh, or can be spiritual Uh, your uh, talking can be emotional or spiritual your seeing can be emotional your smelling can be the same way so we want to make sure that we hear correctly and hear by the spirit and hear with a perfect ear. Uh, the perfect ear is one that meets God's standard. so it starts with a humble heart uh, that you you're open to hear what God has to say. Um, <clears throat> the guarded ear we talked about is having a uh, um, a wall there that makes it hard for the word to penetrate. I remember uh, before I was saved, and we would go to the little Baptist church down the street. And I remember uh, people would uh, try to figure out if what the pastor was saying was true or not, because we didn't have a point of reference. When you're not born again, you don't have the Holy Spirit to tell you what it is. So you're just everybody's carnal sitting there and you're listening. To, <laughs> there's this big wall that comes up where nobody's hearing anything, and you know you got to force people to to worship God. You got to force them to pray you got to force them to do it, it was just hard it's hard imitating the real thing but when you come into the real thing sometimes those habits that have developed can still hang on or those spirits that would attach themselves to us in religious situations will still uh, creep around behind us i remember uh um, after i'd been saved born again for like four or five years i could sense myself wanting to make the sign of the cross from time to time It was a spirit that was trying to influence my behavior uh, that had just followed me um, and I mean he hung on pretty good because I've been a lot of places since <laughs> yeah. since I gave in to that old boy but uh, you know there uh, those things happen sometimes the spirits will try to reclaim territory uh, that they, they once had so I quick in a hurry repented that God to help me get rid of that thing so that I can worship him in spirit and in truth. But it just shows you how um, the enemy wants to affect our hearing. Wants to twist and pervert it in any way that he can. Uh, One of the ways he does it is through um, putting different blinders or different types of um, I guess maybe you could say filters on our ears. Uh, (coughs) If you hear Things through the filter of judgment, you know, or fear, uh, guardedness, self-pity, anything that will tend to uh, twist what you hear so that it's, you. the person says something, but it's perceived by you in a different vein. Um, You know, we could have a lot more fun in life if we didn't have misunderstandings. And... (coughs) this is sometimes the hardest thing to get across to christians who hear incorrectly is that you know do you think you could be mistaken oh i knew you'd say that i knew you'd take their side you know that kind of thing and this isn't me this isn't you know you know i'm not to blame why do i have to be to blame all the time and so if if people don't hear correctly uh and they don't endeavor to drop that twisted perverted thing that that kind of guides their hearing down the same road all the time uh one of the examples i think about is that when i worked in the mental hospital you know if i worked on a, a ward where it was mostly depressed people they were what they call neurotic and people on the psychotic ward you know they manage things differently but on a ward where people are are neurotic you know you just wanted to get out of the bed you know and go do something and get out the room <laughs> but the psychotics you just got to watch everything you know because they'll get ideas from everywhere and uh So, but we would off every now and then, we'd have one or two mildly psychotic people, you know, and you didn't put them in the back, the last room on the ward where the television was because everything that came on TV was talking to them, you see. But when you think about it, there are people like you and me functioning normally and in the church you know you don't you don't get to the door of the church and check in your neurosis you know or whatever it's bugging you Uh, they see everything in terms of it having some meaning for them you got me everything is referring somehow to them you know and not in a good way it's always something to um, hurt them something to cause them damage or harm and pretty soon people begin to shut themselves off from normal life because they are hiding from what they feel is people who are against them or in general a world that is against them they don't know how to filter through and find out there are no like accidents there are no misunderstandings to those people they can they can add up everything and it means something personal for them it's some kind of attack against them and so we have to understand that there People who don't know how to sort that out, and it's because of their hearing but God has designed a way that we hear correctly and that is to humble your heart and and understand it's not about you all the time you know to me that's the ultimate in pride is thinking that um, everything someone says is a slander against you or a hit against you or an assault against you it's not that way at all Uh, because and even if it is what are you going to do about it you understand but can you do anything besides be upset about this And so if it's something that is kind of uh, hindering your life and hindering your peace and comfort then it's up to you to let go of it. You can't make people be what you think they ought to be. That's that's God's job. That's not you. That's somebody else's job description. You got me? And so God has that job of changing people. We can't do it. So what he gives us are tools so that we can live with people like number one forgiveness. And humbling yourself and, and making sure that you're not trying to pick up offenses unnecessarily. Uh, to keep yourself in a little comfort zone that that you tend to want to reside in and so if we can understand that we can have uh, right perceptions in our hearing we can hear the word correctly we can rightly divide it in Luke chapter 8 and verse 18 Jesus tells us to be careful how we hear and he says for whosoever has to him More shall be given but who has not from him even that which he seems to have will be taken. So really perfect hearing really causes an increase in our lives. You could say that you could say that it it is a building block for a good life in god but if we don't hear correctly you'll you know you won't be able to hold on to even what you think you have in life it'll slip away from you uh, because you're not perceiving things correctly you're not hearing things correctly and you're not hearing with a perfect ear so the perfect ear really is one that humbles itself to god's word Humbles itself to obey what God is commanding. And humbles himself to... Um, uh Act only on what God has given us to act and act within the guidelines of God's Word. So, there are many wrong perceptions, uh, of, of the Word of God. You know, there are some people that, uh, get in the Word and come out with, with enough revelation to start a cult. And none of it comes from God. So we know that it's, it's possible to do great damage with wrong hearing. If we don't stay under the authority of the church that God has created then we won't hear correctly either. So these, these ways of hearing correctly depend upon our obedience to at least God's structure and God's order in things. And so if you're under authority the way God wants you to be, there's a security there and there's a protection there where God will make sure that you're fed properly. And that when you have a need, you can get that need met uh, in the, in the uh, authority and the structure that he's provided for you and only there I I think it's very sad when you see people who can't stay in one place and they get up and move from place to place as though they know what they need see it's that's the wrong perception there they have the wrong idea inside of them and then they'll go from place to place well I left there because you know they uh, somebody said something to me and so forth and so on but if you ask them well you know how long have you been at your job 10 years Anybody ever say anything there to you that just well see that's no it's not different. It's not different. And then you've proven already that you don't have to feel this way about God's people. You see this is this is 100% wrong. I would try harder in the church. Than a natural job just to be honest with you just understanding how important one is over the other one you make your greatest effort where it's going to do you the most good and to me being able to stay in the flow of where God puts you uh, is going to do you the most good see just because of what you know about how the God's power in your life he's the one who makes it possible for you to get the open door for the job and he can give you any job he wants you to have he'll give you many jobs but you have to stay true to what god has given you and and understand that the enemy is going to try his hardest to disconnect you from where the power source is you know so so that just and to me it just adds one and one is two and that's real easy right there to figure that out and so you you're tenacious You need to be tenacious about holding on to what God's given you as far as where you're fed, where you worship, and and where you work for him. That, that's got to be priority one to stay connected there and don't let the devil make you disconnect don't get your twist your hearing twisted so that you think that there's a good reason for that or, or pulling back and there's a good reason for it uh, there's never a good reason for it you just have to learn how to discern and fight and hold on to what's important but oftentimes <clears throat> when we hear uh, incorrectly it's because of some some level of pride some level of self indulgence that we have something where we feel we have to protect ourselves and God can't do the job for us anymore see if you and I've learned this I learned how to ride out these bumpy roads with God and I saw God come uh, come for me and rescue me at the end of that and I learned how to trust God that way So many people don't really trust God. They'll trust him for a season. But they'll make up in their minds. They're only going to put up with so much from these people. And when they hit that wall, you know, then be careful because the enemy will always make sure you hit that wall (laughs) sooner than later. he will put that idea in your brain first. You know, that's where those ideas come from. That there's a limit uh, to your forgiveness or there's a limit to your obedience in God yeah you know, i don't I don't think there's anything that that we give up or that we sacrifice for God that goes unrewarded in fact he rewards us greatly you know a lot of things that we that barely bother us and we find that god has brought a uh, great blessing uh, in that area and caused us to be able to reap greatly uh, out of that thing just because we were were obedient to what he told us to do and and you think to yourself well you know I, i've got a lot out of this and it wasn't really that bad what <laughs> what i went through you know and so uh he's he's the the great equalizer there he'll make it worth your while uh, when you tough these uh, tough situations out in obedience to him and then oftentimes at the down the road further you'll find out you weren't as mature as you thought you were and you weren't as right as you thought you were you know you had some things that God needed to work out in your life as well and so he was able to work those things out for you if you stay faithful to God The reason I stress that is because that's one of the the words that God's given us for this year. That we have got to stay close to him and stay faithful. And that's where the reward is. It's not outside judging. It's not outside feeling sorry for yourself and all that nonsense. But it's staying faithful to what he's given you to do. So in James 1, if you'll turn there, we're going to talk about (coughs) some of the wrong perceptions and uh, some of the difficulty it'll cause in life and and just be alert to those and correct them you know or correct yourself when you find yourself uh, in a wrong place going down a wrong road uh, repent as they say you know repentance will will, uh, take care of you uh, anytime you can stop and think and say now is this the right thing for me to do God and you know question some things uh, when things aren't going well for you and then you can be able to turn things around uh, uh, for yourself, so uh, James one tells us. Let me see what I wanted to say there. <clears throat> now the perfect, per, the person that hears perfectly, will do what the word of God tells them to do. Will be a doer as well as a hearer. And this is important for us as believers because there's a, a little bit of error sometimes in people's thinking that doing is not very important. You know that, that you know you, you sit in here and you know as long as you go to church and you're faithful and you show up and all that kind of stuff that's all that needs to be done. But we have to watch ourselves uh, you know as you get older and, and get comfortable you know in the things of God it's like a an old marriage you know you can get so comfortable you you're not really considerate as considerate of that other person as you were say years ago and it will show in the fruit in the relationship and so we have to be careful with God that we don't get comfortable you know like an old pair of shoes a comfortable old pair of shoes and uh just you know take God for granted so to speak and we we aren't as zealous and we aren't as energetic uh, about serving God as we once were or as we need to be now. Um, I can remember Dr. Summerall saying God came to him when he was 80 years old and said I got a new ministry for you. <laughs> and he told God how old he was God said I know you're 80. And so he explained this ministry. And of course Brother Summerall, all he needed to do was say yes. And God had everything lined up for him. You know, he'd been serving God so long. He's, you know, his faithfulness had proven out. And God knew that if he gave it to him, that He, that it would work out well. He could trust him as a servant. and uh, and And so those things I think are gifts from God. Just so that we can be as um zealous about the work and as interested in the work and productive for God as possible, he'll always come up with new things for us to do if if that's what's going to keep us running for God, you know, and so <laughs> it's good to always understand hearing and doing uh, there's a, a do on everything that we hear in God there has to be uh, sometimes it's doing the same thing over and over again but but with a different zeal or a different commitment or different level of commitment renewing that commitment to God uh, to be a doer and he says In verse 19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Or slow to get angry. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. And so you can't be angry and be righteous is what the the writer is saying. And that's pretty much true. You're usually angry about carnal things and not angry about the things of God. Praise God somebody want to turn that off please he says wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity or excessive naughtiness and receive with meekness there you go this is what makes the difference between how we hear the meek ear a humble ear is listening with the intent of getting up and being obedient to God or at least embracing what they hear incorporating it into your life so that when you need to get that word out so that it works for you you see this as a as God giving you help for your future needs what you're sitting listening to today will help you somewhere in the future probably answering questions that you've had for you know all along but it also is something that's preparing you for the future you know and I, I need to be attentive to God's word and not take it for granted because the enemy wants to slant the word so that I don't hear it properly or he wants to pervert the word or he wants to make me sleep while the word's coming forth so I, I miss part of that kind of thing and so we have to be careful to understand that every word that comes from God's mouth is very important and that we need to hold on to what, what he has for us so when you have a meek heart that word will get engrafted in you so that you do it automatically you don't have to put through a lot of effort to do the word now whatever you need to do obey God you got me? Uh, don't those say well I don't feel led to get up and do it no you obey God when you hear the word you know to do it you go do it and he says the engrafted word which is able to save your souls so it's when that word is engrafted in you you'll make right decisions you'll have right thinking that's saving your soul it'll keep your mind focused on the right thing to do in God the meekness in when you're hearing causes the word to get grafted in there's nothing to prevent the word and block the word from coming in so it gets in there and it's able to save your soul so in the day of testing in the day of challenge in the day of trial you've got something in there already and you're not looking around for an answer and waiting for something to come to you because you're going to pick up anything if you get in a hurt and you get in a panic this is where the devil loves to get God's people then you 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 when you're hurting and you feel like there's an emergency in your life you're grabbing anything that looks like you can hold on to it. I've seen this happen a lot with people regarding their, their physical health and healing. Where uh, people will, will be faithful in church under the word. They like their church. They like their pastor. They like everything. But they're sick and can't get well. And so when they get to that position, they have nothing in there that where they've been taught that God says you are healed. It's a big question. All of a sudden, is it God's will to heal me? Then you go around, you start hearing stuff. He doesn't heal everybody. Some people he heals, and you hear hear say, "Well, just say that you're healed, and you'll be healed." Nigga, keep grabbing it. That's a bad spot to get yourself in. And trust me, God makes better provision for that because I've seen it over the years in this ministry. I've seen people come here and not stay and go away and get sick. Where they could have stayed and had something grafted in. See they'll go a place that, that maybe doesn't teach on divine healing. Doesn't have you pray for your own health and healing. That kind of thing. And then five years down the road they're sick and cannot get well. Because now they're in a panic and they're pulling for all these different things. You see them go get herbs. You see them go get this and go get that. And, and all these exotic treatments. And you can see for yourself where God made provision for them years ago. He gave them extra number of years to get that word grafted in them but what did they do they didn't do this one little thing here receive with meekness see pride led them well I'm going to go over here because uh, I need to be over here and they make their own decisions about what they're fed and when they're fed it and they disconnect from where God had their help and then they can't get helped in their time of need, and it's unfortunate, but trust me, God makes provision for all of his children to be well, and I know he does and so if you If you cry out to God and you don't have a place where you can you can get that kind of teaching, he'll raise up somebody to pray for you he'll raise up there's an abundant life prayer group. Why don't you call them and get some prayer for healing and do what they tell you to do see. People reach out they need to reach out in meekness but what they'll do is reach out and if they don't hear what they think they want to hear then they disconnect and go back to their home church where they can jump around and dance around and you know wave their tithe and run up to the basket and all that foolishness. It has nothing to do with power of God coming into your life and waste their time where they could be helped and they could be taught and they could be hearing what God has for them and so always be careful to receive with meekness the engrafted word and don't put a shield up if there's something you feel that you don't want to hear you know, just let it go in and and let it let the holy spirit can filter out anything that's not right for you but you have to meekness means you're humbling yourself to God, you know, and listening for what God has for you. But he will certainly has something for everybody all the time. I don't know of a time where, where we've had any kind of a meeting where he didn't have something for everybody. I know in the conference I get fed a lot. I get fed, you know, and get to understand some things and... You know uh, get to experience some things that I wouldn't get if I were up ministering and up preaching. You know I do some but you know you got to be able to get that feeding from God and humble yourself to hear as God would have you to hear. So perfect hearing too always prompts doing. So perfect hearing allows you to mix what you hear with your faith. And that's the best way to listen. To just hear, believe, and receive everything that you hear. The word really comes alive to the doer. So we must have our minds, have it in our hearts and our minds to use what we hear. Mix that word with faith. And then we can, we can get more. God will add more to it. He always adds more to doers. You know, people who just want to collect scriptures and, you know, talk about, you know, their philosophy and all this kind of stuff. They just, He's not going to do much with that. You, this word is to go out and save. It's alive. And it's to be presented alive and bring life to other people that hear it. So the word profits us only if it, we mix it with faith and we do the word. Romans 2.13 tells us that the doers are justified by God. So if you get up and you do the word. There's a a certain higher level of righteousness or justification or or non-judgment against you for doing the word. Even if it doesn't work out like you want it to. (laughs) ever see people that want to you know want to pray for for the sick and and I encourage them I tell them I said, well it's better than the people who are sitting back looking and telling you you shouldn't do it you know because you know you might experience a problem or two with it God will help us he helps us with those things and so if we, we really understand it there's a justification that comes by using your faith and doing the word doers always get more than non doers The Bible says also if you hear the word only and don't do it, you're a judge. So in verse 23 it says for if any, verse 22, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So when people refuse to do the word, what happens is people make up an excuse for not doing what they're supposed to do. There's always some excuse. Well that's the first that's the first door to deception is excusing yourself from obeying God's word. Nobody's excused. Or if you disobey the word you got a good reason for it. Huh? Huh? Well, I was provoked, or I. You know, you need to repent. I don't care if you were provoked or not, because two wrongs don't make a right here. So they provoked you. you neither one of you had enough sense to shut up. <laughs> that doesn't make one person wrong and the other one were You're both stupid you got me lacking in self-control and so when you find yourself disobedient to god's word you can't say well the reason i did that is because you have to repent you can't you don't want to carry sin on your soul and and make yourself think it's okay so that's the first place where you're deceiving yourself where you are hearing it but you don't do it Because you haven't been doing it and you think there's a good excuse you just have to i don't care you get sick of going to god asking for forgiveness and you'll stop that's the way i figure it <laughs> you understand what i'm saying if you do the right thing if you realize that it's wrong and you need to repent and you go do that after a while you get you know what god I, I need to really stop this because i've been telling you i'm sorry for the longest time and yet i don't change you know repentance really means that you're there to receive the grace to make the necessary change so you don't do it and anymore you got me it's not a joke and it's not fun it's something you really need to correct if you're going to be serious with God and you'll find that it pays great dividends because you'll find God serious with you the next time you come to the throne and want to do something extraordinary or you have an extraordinary need you'll find that he's businesslike with you when you're businesslike with him He says, but if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. For he'll look at it and then he goes away and then he forgets who he was. So you don't take that character. There's no character change in other words. Just while you're mindful of it, that's when you do it. But then when you walk away from being mindful of it. It doesn't stay with you. God wants these changes to stay with us. Because that's how you build character. He says for he beholds himself. Goes his way and right away forgets what manner of man he was. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty. And continues in that. Being not a forgetful hearer. But a doer. That man shall be blessed in all that he does the Bible also says if you're not a doer you make yourself a judge the spirit of judgment comes and rests on you where you feel you don't have to do the word of God you got a good excuse see that's a form of judgment because what you've done is you've taken God's place and you excused yourself or you excuse somebody else sometimes there are people we like and we know that what they're doing is no good and we won't put a separation there we won't pray about it we won't you understand bring it before god we just give Him a pass and so that's no good either so when you start judging and and <clears throat> that's why the old covenant was done away with because there's so much partiality you know you go to the judge at the gate of the city and you've done something to offend somebody. And if they like you or you're their neighbor or you, they owe you something or you know something about them or something like that. You can get off. You know there's great partiality in human judgment. That's why we have God <laughs> who oversees everything. I would say this if you've got to go to court for anything you better pray because the the devil can have the jury loaded with people on your case you know it will shock you how much trouble he goes through to falsely imprison believers it's amazing. And so, uh, you know, it, it's just really it's 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 something to think about that you have to put God in his rightful position as the righteous judge in all situations. You can't take for granted that you know you're going to get a fair trial, you're going to get a just trial, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. People are very, very partial um anymore. <coughs> I was thinking about this when we were when I was looking at the way uh about how you hear and and how oftentimes what you hear in natural situations is so slanted and so um, uh, one-sided I can remember when when you would turn on the the evening news for instance they couldn't sit there and give you opinion that was wrong. They would sometimes have a, a, a three minute spot at the end of the newscast for editorial comments, and you, that person, gave the stations view on something now everything's slanted you can't even get a a, a, you know an objective there's no objectivity in the news anymore it's all told with somebody's either liberal slant or some other kind of slant in there that makes it so that you can't make a judgment for yourself anymore you if you don't agree with people about things you get labeled you got me? And that's what judges do. So there's a great deal of false judgment out here in the earth. And, and people pay for that. You know, people pay for that. Um, there's a lot of uh, um, unrestrained retaliation out here now. Uh, murder is, and is mass murder, increasing. And the things that people are trying to, to do to deal with, it's not going to deal with that. How you gonna deal with a, a spirit you can't see that gets loose in people and one day just decides he's gonna go out and kill a bunch of people? You, there's nothing you can do about that. You can pray, but they're not offering prayer for that. See, because if you pray, you're something wrong with you. See, you're on the you're on the wanted list. All the people that pray and all the people that don't believe in uh, that believe in a right and a wrong. You're on the bad list, so they're not going to consider your ideas because they want the liberal slant to prevail, and that's what you get when you tell people anything goes. You get anything, see, and it goes. You can't do anything to stop it. And so, uh, in in keeping your your heart and your mind where God can reach you. It has to be free of any kind of bias or slant toward yourself, toward exalting self, preserving self, uh, self judgment and, and self judging other people. You got me. You can't get involved in that. You you refer everything to the judgment of God. The Bible says uh, to in, in you know if you judge, you will be judged, but not according. Don't judge according to your perceptions, your appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Righteousness comes through the Holy Spirit. So let the Holy Spirit. He'll measure these things against the word, he'll show you uh, what's right and what's wrong in some things. You know there's always a little bit of something right in in everybody's story you know uh, you know when we talk about equality uh, in the workplace, especially all those things, those concepts are right. you know people should be free uh, to to have their own destiny without somebody it being lawful for somebody to stop them from going forward but that doesn't mean that their lifestyle is right it just means that they can't be stopped from making a living or or doing any of the things that will normally keep their life going but as far as you know their their lifestyle being correct all the time that's not right but if we ever put a stop to any of what they want to do then we're wrong you see, and so it, it makes it hard then for a person to get by without judging in some degree. But you have to make let God make that judgment. You know, you really do. Uh, I think when we talk about people, sometimes we need to talk about them uh, with more respect. You know, um, and not derogatory terms and stuff like that. Because God really has created us all in His image, and and you know we get a little careless about that sometimes. So we all need to tighten up with that kind of stuff but it doesn't make their lifestyle right you see what i'm saying so you can't cross that line where you get beyond being respectful and start condoning uh what god doesn't condone and so that's that's where the the difficulty comes in sometimes for the believer so um when we when we hear and not do we make ourselves judges and that's when we start taking God's spot. And that's really where the greatest deception comes in. Where we begin to judge the word. And we begin to judge what God is, is doing and saying. And, and what other people are doing and saying. Not based on what God wants us to uh, to do. And so um, in um, Second Samuel chapter 6 I think it is think we had this scripture a couple times at the conference because it had to do with uh, David dancing for joy <laughs> before the Lord with all of his might so we'll go back there again in 2nd Samuel 6 of funny people uh, <clears throat> little by little can set themselves up in a position and uh, the word comes to pass for them too. Because if if you judge with the measure that you judge you will be judged as well. So <clears throat> here we see. David and there was reason to rejoice here because um, Israel had tried to move the Ark of the Covenant before you remember the gentleman that was uh, they had they had had backslidden so much you know what Saul when Saul was trying to murder David you can understand that there was no worship Samuel had passed away there were some other prophets who were on the run sometimes David would meet up with them they'd prophesy to him give him a word but they were scattered it was it was not this type of peaceful environment where God could abide with the people and they could be taught and they could you know have ministry and so forth and so on just wasn't there and so enough time had gone by even that the priesthood had broken down and they had forgotten how to transport the ark of the covenant it wasn't common knowledge you know and so and I think it had been stationary for such a long time and so another generation had come they tried to move it on an ox cart and it started to go unsteady and the gentleman who tried to steady it with his hand was struck dead and so then there was this great fear but they knew that the ark was central to their worship and they had to get it back into the the uh, tabernacle so that they could begin to worship God the priesthood could be established again and this was something that was very near to David's heart it disturbed him a lot that they weren't allowed the people were not gathered together in the presence of the Lord you think somebody who worshiped God as much as he did and understood the power of worship and the 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 impact worship has on a person's life and that time with God and all of that you could imagine how grieved he was that the people did not have the blessing of God in their lives the like they were supposed to in keeping the Ordinances and, and so forth and so they uh in verse I'm sorry in in 2nd Samuel 6 in verse 3 it said they set the ark upon a uh, new cart now we talked about that already the anger of the lord was kindled against this man and he died by the ark of god in verse 8 it displeased david cuz the lord had made a breach upon him and so david was afraid of the lord that day and he says how shall the ark of the lord come to me david would not remove the ark to the city of David but he carried aside to the house of uh, Obed-edom the Gittite and the ark of the Lord continued in that man's house for 3 months and the Lord blessed that man's house So they were able to observe and see that God was not angry at them anymore. So they could come a little closer. And so the ark of the Lord continued there. And in in verse 12 it was told to King David saying the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertains to him because of the ark of God. So David thought well it's safe to go up and bring it back. And here can you imagine somebody who really believes God so much and can't get close to him and that's something for fear you know not sure am i doing the right thing am i not doing the right thing so here all this tensions built up over whether or not we can move it and if we we don't want anybody else to die but let's take a chance and see if god will continue to bless and so it was so that uh, that so David when brought us is verse 12 brought it up from the house of Obed-edom to the city of David with gladness and it was so when they bare the ark of the Lord had gone six paces he sacrificed oxen and fatlings so here's another thing that was missing from the first time they moved it you know the sacrifice to atone for their sin and so it says David danced before the Lord with all his might and he was girded with a linen ephod and David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord was shouting with the sound of a trumpet and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David Michael Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart now this is something that will happen with people who are not doers of the word people who do they despise Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of have to be careful about our likes and dislikes they can grow you know they can go from very minimal uh nitpicky things casual things or comments that we make to where there's we did begin to despise people in our hearts and that comes from not doing the word but judging the word And you begin to judge the people that do the word. You know I see that sometimes with people you know when we have people that uh, travel in and out. And I'm not saying that happens all the time. But sometimes you can look at people's, you can see their little um, uh, pet peeves and, and likes and dislikes. You know they still have them. You know, and and when you, I believe that when God extends an invitation for you somewhere, you're to go uh, leave your pets at home you got me (laughs) leave your peeves at home and be thankful that God has honored you with an opportunity to speak for him and not try and go with all your baggage and dominate things and you know want to change everything all of a sudden so forth and so on because oftentimes that's not necessary uh, for you to be able to do that but many times people carry in them that sense of judging everything else and measuring It according to their standard, what they think is important, and how they feel a meeting should be conducted, and so forth and so on. I think when you don't have to conduct the meeting, the whole thing, you can relax for a change. Man, you mean all I got to do is get up and preach for my 40 minutes or so when they call me, and that's all I got to do? That's easy. (laughs) But sometimes people have that in their heart, see, they're not aware they carry so much judgment inside to where they will despise people that do things differently than they do huh so we can say michael despised david because he was free and he danced for god she had to be the king's daughter all the time she didn't know how to be that you understand what i'm saying i mean obviously because if she was a king's daughter and God's presence was there she should have known to bow down and worship but she didn't even know how to carry out what she was trying to do and that's very true sometimes people carry a lot of judgment don't have a clue how to act appropriately and they've never humbled themselves to be taught anything and so they're trying to cover up their ignorance or insecurity or whatever it is through some kind of judgmental you know that was the, what the pharisees did they were the most judgmental of all and because they didn't know how to do the works of god and they denied the power and opportunity to help the people because they didn't so they're trying to cover up their ignorance and their lack of understanding and their lack of support for for god's ways uh, that jesus brought forth and they fought him tooth and nail the whole time all they did was judge well you said that you you know, and they sat there watching for him to make a slip, so that they'd have a reason to accuse him. See, uh, you know, he's blaspheming. He calls himself the Son of God. Did you hear what he said? All that kind of stuff. And so that that despising somebody in your heart comes from not humbling your heart. Number one, to do the will of God and judging those who do. See. If you don't know to do the will of God you're just there in ignorance but be a humble ignorant person. <laughs> you know be an, open, be an ignorant person open to teaching and learning and understanding so so uh, you know when you when challenged by the word uh you need to humble yourself to hear and mix that word with faith, even though it's hard for you to do. It might be hard for you to accept that that's me, and that's where I am, but it it's the best thing to do <clears throat> and he says. David returned Uh, he did all this he made his peace offerings and and verse 18 as soon as David had made an end to burnt offerings and peace offerings he blessed the people in the name of the Lord and he dealt among the people so he went ahead and ministered he was having a good time he was out there blessing people he was out there doing his thing as a king he was so happy that God was was among the people again and, and that was really his heart. In verse 20 he returned to bless his household. And Michael the daughter of Saul came out to meet him and said. How glorious was the king of Israel that covered himself in that. Shameless. What you doing out there dancing? You a married man. You need to act like a married man. You out there acting like them young boys. with you all your arthritis and everything. I'm going to have to rub you down and get somebody to rub you down. <laughs> And David said this and this is something we have to remember when we get judgmental or in on the inside. Or we start measuring and start getting that little eyeball on things. He told her, he said, I didn't do it for you. See, I, you weren't even in my mind when I was dancing. I did that for God. I did that before the Lord. It was not even for you to look at, think about or anything or to judge. And he says, and I'm going to do it more. <laughs> you're not going to steal my joy, devil. See, many times we let words like that penetrate. And we start considering, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I, maybe they're right. Or you know, uh, uh, Don't let insecurity take you over. You know what you're doing. You're not dancing for your wife. You're dancing before the Lord. Hmm." He says and I'll be more violent based than this in my own sight. He said and so forth and so on. And therefore Michael the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death. So David pretty much for all practical purposes divorced her. Mm-hmm. That was her judgment. So when you judge the same measure that you meet gets meted onto you again. So she despised him and and her he he she despised him, and he despised her, so it was mutual and so we have to be careful then when when hearing in hearing the word that we hear it with a humble heart and embrace the word of God, sometimes it's hard for us to hear certain things about ourselves in the flesh, but put away all your pricklies you know like your little porcupine quills you put up and get stiff and all that Uh, loosen your your stiffness and allow yourself to hear what God is probably trying to say to you you know Uh, sometimes when when people say things to us it might be that they watch this for a while and they're fed up you ever been fed up with somebody or impatient or wondering why they're still you know the same way etc etc you know that kind of thing and when you have interactions with people when you have relationships with people you have to be careful to bring it down to a level where you can entreat people and you can really talk to them instead of talking at them Sometimes people just clash with one another all the time. That's no good. You know, if I put it this way, if it ain't your husband or your wife, put some distance between you and that individual because that strife is not going to be tolerated by God. He sees us as one family. And he sees us as people who are here to compliment and help one another. And we can do that if we stay humble to the word and we can hear correctly and hear accurately what people are saying there are people that are, that sit on edge and, and, and examine every word that's said to them when it comes from certain individuals because they're looking for something negative because they've set themselves up as some kind of victim or something like the world's against they're going to get so hurt by somebody's words they've got to sit there guarding themselves you know not, not, want, not relaxing and not wanting to hear uh, what's said and we have to be careful as people of God that You know Jesus is your healer for a reason because he knows all the people all of us with all of our backgrounds and all of our devils and all of our hurts and wounds and what we go through and don't go through and what we're waiting on God to do and all that you mix all of that up together and you might have trouble if it weren't for the cross see that's where we're all to take everything is there and let it be settled there in, in that way of God. God's provided a means for us all to get healed from every hurt from us all to be shielded from every injustice for us all to get restored whatever's been stolen he is our refuge and our restoration and that allows us to deal in humility and love with with one another without fear of what's this going to take from us you know or what it, what's going to be my um, you know am I going to be able to handle this am I going to be able to tolerate this that kind of stuff your life is to be enjoyed not tolerated. You can only enjoy it by being who God called you to be and doing what he called you to do. He's told us he has very strict commands. You've got to forgive. You've got to love. You've got to respect people. You've got you to do all of these things and treat one another as you would want to be treated. And they will come to you and we don't think it's that important but it is very important to god and he, he this is part of why our hearing gets skewed because we don't see ourselves as commanded to love we see ourselves as needing something you know, what's in it for me what am i going to get out of it? it's going to cost me too much yeah they're going to walk all over me well, i don't have to take that from anybody you know all of those porcupine quills you know you stick up there so michael positioned herself as a judge of the law really because the bible tells us to dance before the lord in fact david wrote that he probably looked at her and said i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna write me a psalm and i'm gonna put you right on in it dance before the lord cymbals the sounds and make a joyful noise there with all of your might he probably jumped off took, took that as a springboard to jump over into a psalm he wrote you don't know this is what they do with life situations <laughs> so he expressed himself very fully Every time Michael came in to, to, to worship, she probably heard something that reminded her. <laughs> you know, don't be stupid, Michael. You better get up and dance yourself and <laughs> so anyway but <clears throat> when we humble ourselves we give glory to God you, you know what I'm saying it's easy then to, to put yourself uh, fit yourself into the role of being a doer of the word and, and do as much of the word as you can do understand how to uh, stretch yourself and stretch your faith and do more uh, Though you know there's so much to life if we'll get ourselves out of our familiar little box and let God start using us uh, all the more sometimes we're we're in places we never thought we would be because God put you there uh, because you allowed yourself to come out of your little shell and your little comfort zone of just doing the necessary things and think well maybe I should jump out and do some of this for a change and see if this will bless somebody or how can I get blessed more by God or how can I be more of a help to God in what he wants to do so in perfecting our hearing Then we have to make sure that we discern when we're hearing incorrectly. And allow ourselves to be corrected by the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit tell you. Now you know you don't have to get all wound up about that. You know people don't mean you any harm. and uh, They're not trying to do this and not trying to do that. and All of that kind of stuff. I remember some of the first ministries uh, I was involved in. Uh, I was one of a few maybe two or three blacks there. And uh, I heard somebody later say, well, you know, those those people in there, those women, a lot of those women were racist. And I said, you know, I never noticed that. I wasn't there for people. I was there for God. Amen. You understand? I mean, you can be somewhere for the right reason and never notice the wrong things. And I thank God for that. You know, it wasn't like I was trying. I was just so intent upon and then I knew God sent me there you know so it's not an option you're not going to grow any if you go somewhere because of you know what people think or what you think people think see I think a lot of it is is in people's imaginations because they expect those things you see you need to learn how to expect something different you know maybe there is something different here because God sent you here and so when we start to move out in in life we have to understand that there are all kinds of things that are going to try and hinder what God wants to do in your life but if you'll position yourself with God so that your hearing's accurate uh, don't try to pick up anything that's not there you're not a, there as a detective you're there as a sheep you know as, as a lamb uh, to hear from God and, and just let yourself uh, relax and hear the word and, and, and when you hear something incorporate it. Let, it let it work on your soul let it get engrafted in you so you can go out and have have something inside you of when time trouble comes that word will come up and minister to you it'll keep you going it will keep you steady. It will keep you peaceful. Uh, so that you are not upset by evil tidings. You know when your heart's fixed. And you trust God. You will make the right decision always. And, and you will have abundant fruit. Uh, for the word that you are able to obey. Because it is grafted in right. Amen. Father thank you for your word. And for opportunity to hear. And hear correctly Lord. And we know that how we hear is our responsibility. It is not somebody else's. So Father I thank you for the listening listening ear the seeing eye you've made all of those and we thank you lord to help us to hear accurately what you're saying to receive it grafted in in jesus name amen praise god amen if anybody needs prayer can